Welcome to Whiskey Wednesdays, a podcast session with Manny Carrera, your real estate resourcer. Here we sit with entrepreneurs, influencers, movers and shakers of El Paso, Texas, showcasing their experiences and successes along with a unique glass of whiskey every episode. Enjoy. What is up, y'all? Manny Curry, your real estate resource, and this is episode number 42 of Whiskey Wednesday podcast session. I'm going to be your guest. I'm not your guest. I'm actually your host, and I'm here with my special guest. She is the owner and marketing director for Bundle B Insurance here in El Paso, Texas. I'm going to be joined by Victoria Hahn. Victoria, how are you? Doing good. How Thank are you? Thank you for being on the show and inviting us here to your office, right? We're here at this cool backdrop. This obviously isn't my office. This is your new spot, right? Yes. Well, actually, we've been here for 15 years. Oh, shoot. Yeah. You just remodeled. Yes. Okay, so there, there's something new about this place. Right? Yeah, for sure. That's for Awesome. Sure. Well, thank you so much for, uh, you know, being on the on the show. This is episode number 42. Super excited to have you on. I know we've been talking for a couple weeks already, trying to make it happen, but yeah. we're finally here. Um, and we're actually in an office setting right now, too, so you're going to hear phones. You're going to hear people talking in the background. You guys are still working. Yeah. What time is it right now? Uh, it's 15 till 7, so yeah. 15 till 7, when your insurance company closes at 5, <laughs> they're still we working. <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. Uh, so, thank you so much again. Um, we're going to be sipping on some new whiskey. I actually brought a bottle myself, but we walked into, uh, you know, some of you guys taste testing some yeah. whiskey. You said I inspired a taste testing going on back here. You did. They're already drunk in the back. Yeah, so what happened? <laughs> what, what did you guys... Uh, what happened? Yeah, well, my dad went over to get some whiskey because he saw your podcast and he was like, well, I'm going to bring a couple bottles and yeah. see how we like it. And then they ended up drinking back there. And yeah, yeah. so one thing led to another and now they're drunk back there. We now we're all whiskey connoisseurs. Yeah, right? for sure. <laughs> for sure. Well, I actually stole one of the bottles that we were trying back there. We tried, we tried three different ones. And uh, this one's actually one of my favorites too. I think your dad's favorite as well. Yeah. Chestnut Farms. This is Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Oh, yes. So I'm sorry. Yes. your dad got super knowledgeable on whiskey also, right? Yeah, he did. Kind of <laughs> did yeah. some research on it. Yeah, so whiskey's pretty complicated to some people, but I think I overall, think like, for me, whiskey, okay. I told you guys that I was a tequila drinker. Yeah. I love yeah. tequila. But for me, like, whiskey's just a conversation piece. Like, That's you know, true. You drink whiskey and it's, it's having an, it's over an easy conversation, okay. you know, about Thank life, about business, therapy. about whatever. Yeah. But, um... Every other drink that I can think of is more of a party. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. So uh, that's cool. But um, really good whiskey. Are you a whiskey drinker yourself? I'm not. I'm not myself. No. But are you um, a drinker? I am. Uh, it's vodka for me. Vodka? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I cannot drink vodka. Vodka and beer. That's blackout. Me. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I like beer. I like beer. Um, so. Cool, again, super excited for you guys to be here. We have a bunch of coworkers. Hopefully, we'll get to meet some of them right now. Yeah, right? you can, yeah, yeah, if we'll, you want we'll, to. We'll definitely, <laughs> we'll definitely get to meet the crew. Um, but let's start off by you kind of telling us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do. Okay, I am actually, um, well, my name is Victoria Hahn. I went to, I grew up here in El Paso, awesome. so forever. Um, and it's funny because when I left for school, I went to school at St. Mary's College at, in Notre Dame, Indiana. It's nice. actually the all-girls school across the street from Notre Dame. So, so um, we're Notre Dame, the movie. Yeah, and everything like that. That's awesome. Yeah. What was that experience? Um, it was really cool. It's an all-girls college. At first, I was like, I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> I don't know how this is going to be. Right, I don't right. know. But, you know, I have my roommates from college that, that have remained my best of friends. So awesome. and. It's great because we can get together and go to a football game once a year. I actually they from haven't El Paso or No, they're from from Chicago, Pennsylvania, everywhere. everywhere. That's awesome. And so it's nice cuz the we go to football games it brings us all together. So That's cool. yeah. So it, it's a lot of fun. And I actually got my degree in political science. Sweet. So I so, thought I was going to do politics. <laughs> <yeah, things. yeah. laughs> so you went from running for president to insurance. Insurance. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. So, um, so when I got my degree, I was like, well, because I never wanted to do insurance. I saw my parents doing the insurance. I right. was like, I don't want to do, that's something, well, one, I didn't want to move to back to El Paso. I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to travel and live the big city life. And then right. I didn't want to do um, insurance. 
And then the crazy part is it you just it brings you back. And I think yeah. the thing is with El Paso is that you take a lot of it for granted, and then once you go out there in the city, one hundred percent, yeah, you realize the grind out there, <laughs> yeah. and it's completely different. Yeah, I think El Paso just has that that home factor for sure. But El Paso has its own speed. You go to the East Coast, you go to the West Coast, and and you could compare a lot of cities to just being fast, right? Everything's super fast paced. Yeah. But El Paso has this very chill way of doing things but we have our own specific way this is a yeah. Latin way of doing things and everyone knows each other yeah yeah <laughs> it's a small big city right yeah that's true yeah this is i love el paso um so you didn't want to come back but insurance yeah so i didn't want to come back and then um i met my husband and he was the one that was um i was actually going to move and I just, it was kind of like a love at first sight thing. And after that, I was like, well, I guess I'm going to be here doing insurance for the rest of my life. <laughs> right. so, um, so life brought you back. Yeah, life brought me back. So at the time, my parents had, well, they they had the largest farmers agency in West Texas at the time uh, with farmers. And what I noticed that when I came back, they really didn't have any type of social media or anything like that. Right, they weren't going right. out there marketing. They weren't doing that. Actually, a lot of their stuff was from um, referrals. So they have such a good client base that they really build those relationships with those clients. Yeah, because so that's how it worked, Yeah. you know, yeah. 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, and so thank God that they had done those great relationships because we had the parents, the grandparents, the kids, you name it. We had everyone. So... Um, that was the beauty part of it when, when they started it uh, 34 years ago. <laughs> yeah, 34 years. So you guys have been in the business for 34 years. And yeah. Obviously had a lot of different, you know, faceless renovations, yeah. uh, remodels and things like that too. Um, so talking about this subject, because this is actually one of my questions, I love, you know, focusing on the marketing aspect of it. How different do you think your parents had it 34 years ago? You know, aside from just the referrals, but getting the business out there, getting the name out there. How different was it 34 years ago compared to now? Well, my dad was saying he would go door to door. And right. then his thing was he was um, he was actually telling us this in a meeting that he would, if people bought policies, he would give them a microwave. No way. Back in the day, yeah. So um, they would, you know, they were cold calling, doing the yellow pages and everything like that. And then the office was like a one-room office, so it's nothing like it is now. Yeah. So That's insane. Cool. So obviously they didn't have the tools that we have right now, right? No, no. How would you? What would you say as far as you know, twenty nineteen? What are you doing right now uh, for that? As far as marketing, getting the name out there. What I'm trying to do is just build like brand awareness. You know, I think that's one thing that we needed to do with the new logo because mm -hmm. we just opened up um, a month ago with our new company. We sold um, our farmers agency. And now we started a brokerage to where we represent all the insurance companies instead of one. Um, and that's another way, reason of how we're changing because we're going with the times. It's hard to stick with one company and not have that sort of right. selection. You're in a generation where there's just choice, right? Exactly. And, and it's easy access. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I find the story so fascinating, but like uh, when Baskin Robbins, 31 Flavors, first came into effect, they, um, you know, you go into 31 Flavors and there's just so many different ice creams. You walk in there liking chocolate, but end up trying six different ones because you're confused and don't know if you like chocolate yeah. anymore, right? Yeah, that's And that's the, the the downfall of choice is that it leaves you with so much to think about that mm -hmm. sometimes you don't even make that decision right then and there. And when ice cream first came out, it was two flavors, chocolate and vanilla. And that was it, chocolate and vanilla. So there wasn't much... To yeah. think about it, either you try chocolate, or you like vanilla. vanilla. Yeah. But now it's it's the power of choice can be a downfall to some. Yeah. Because there's so much to think about. But nowadays, I think that having the opportunity to offer every single thing that is out there and not be shorthanded on your own self, right? Like yeah. You lose that business because you don't offer this type of insurance that they need. Exactly. Right. So how is that? How has that really helped the business as far as you know offering now? every type of insurance or a lot more types of insurance you know everyone has been super excited about it uh, because the other thing was that when um, with farmers when rates would go up there wasn't anything that we could do and um, after a while we would lose the clients that we had great relationships with uh, because they couldn't afford the insurance pricing right. and that was really sad for us because we had people for 30 years so what we decided was once that kept on going on we we're like okay well we need to make a change while we're 
you know, on top. And so that's why we decided to sell and do the brokerage to where now um, we're not losing the client. We can offer every single option out there. We're not fitting a square peg in a round hole. Because right. what a lot of people don't realize is that most insurance companies now, uh, one size doesn't fit all. So if you're with a state farm, if you're with the farmers, if you're with an all state, it doesn't work for everyone because everyone's got different life situations. Right, right. So um, that's the beauty part of it. Now it's like, okay, well, let's see if this will fit you. Let's see if this will fit you. And we go from there. And if the rate goes up a year or two from now, we can reshop it. So right. it's not, um, now we're representing more of the client. Right, right. And you're, you're obviously looking out for their best interest. What are some of the typical packages or, or services that you guys do offer or cover? Oh, we offer, we do a ton, like especially with homes, we have so many different options with home insurance um, and obviously we do auto too, but on homes, uh, I what I notice is when people are buying a home, and you can correct me because you're the real estate guy, Right. but when people are buying a home, especially when it's a first time home buyer, they're mm-hmm. getting so much thrown at them at once. For sure. That, it's overwhelming. Yeah, that they're like, Okay, well, I mean, the insurance is the last thing they think about. So it's our job to bring that attention and to get them all the information they need for the insurance. Because what happens is sometimes they just go with whatever policy and they don't realize what they have until um, a claim happens. And then they're like, wait, I didn't know my debt was that high. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I, and who do they call? Me. <laughs> they're like, man, they call the just realtor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. and last, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we met at Starbucks and... And that's what, you know, excites me is that you actually are out there building the brand. And, you know, we we sat at Starbucks and you just talked to me about the business, talked to me about how you can help my clients. And that to me was a lot of value. But I think it's also cool because, you know, in the past, my clients have always just at that point when it's time to pick insurance companies, it's it's very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And they're calling me, asking me, you know, calling different agents and and different companies just trying to get quotes when you're acting as a one-stop shop, right? Yeah. And that's the, that's the cool thing about it is you're, you're really taking the, the simplicity and adding it into picking that home insurance. Company. Yeah, that's for sure. And then we'll go over all the coverages so that way they know too and they have um, options and they can see, okay, this, this is going to be this deductible, this is going to be that, and look at the price differences and everything. So it makes it great that um, we're able to do that, that and what I tell a lot of people, especially clients, is that they, when you call a company directly, like let's say you go through a Geico or anything like that, you're not going to get the TLC that you will with us. A lot of people have my cell phone number, you know, can contact me on Instagram or, on, or email me or on Facebook if they have questions. We have an awesome staff that um, they take really good care of our clients too. And um, obviously my parents help out a lot on that stuff. So... Um, we have a really good team that if someone is getting insurance, they're going to be feeling really at home here too. And like with and with a lot of the real estate community, we work with a lot of you guys, and it's a relationship too to where you guys know that if you send them here, they're going to be taken care of too. Right, right. And I think that's super important, especially building those relationships. Even in my industry, you know, I'm I'm looking for people that I can connect with and trust. With my clients because yeah. for me it's like as a realtor it's precious cargo yeah it takes me so much time to find that person that's looking for a house and at the same time you know i, I want to take care of them the entire way and what you're offering is definitely one of those key components that every realtor i think needs yeah um how is your how is your kind of experience or kind of exposure with realtors help the business as well is that a big part of the business realtors and lenders that's a huge part we have such a great uh following because we've had such a great relationship with realtors for so long and lenders that they really you know respect and they really appreciate that we go above and beyond i'm not just like oh here's your price and that's it Mm -hmm. you know we do open houses we do different marketing i do all the digital stuff that goes out here um we do i try to think about anything different that we can do um, like we did a scavenger hunt a couple of years ago with all the builders. So that way it's not just benefiting me, it's benefiting everyone involved. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and I think those things are fun. I was actually part of that scavenger hunt. Oh was my, it two years yeah, ago? it was two years ago. After everyone went to Born and Raised? Yeah. <laughs> that was, <laughs> yes. that was That's horrible. How, I know. We haven't done it since because that was a really bad idea. Well, and then I, I, got, I had my kids, so we'll probably be doing something similar. Yeah. Everyone's been asking for Honestly, that yeah, that was so fun. We we hosted a open house at Pacifica. Yeah. And everyone that came in 
ended up staying there for hours because <laughs> they were just getting slammed with shots and stuff. So. Yeah, it, and you know, I liked it because one, it was like getting everyone's builder out there, but everyone was just having fun and just being goofy and stupid, yeah. and it was like a good, just a big party. Yeah, definitely. the The real estate industry, in general, is just a huge industry because there's so many components, so yeah. many different departments in it. Um, and El Paso, I think, in general, just has grown. Right? We were talking about it while we were doing our whiskey tasting yeah. back there. But <laughs> El Paso is just—I feel like in the last three, four years, has just exploded. Um, so, how has that also, you know, helped the business? Have you guys seen that growth? overall in the last couple of years? You know, we have, um, especially with the builders, because we have really good relationships with a lot of the builders in El Paso. Right. And, you know, they are just freaking closing houses like They're crazy. pumping out houses like Yeah, nothing, huh? it's insane. So, yeah, that definitely has helped. And then we actually had a carrier that um, they noticed that we did a lot of new construction. So they were like, like I said, it's a great resource that we have, but they were like, well, the new construction, if you get new construction, we'll give you 50% off the premium. So wow. that's a huge, huge plus out here for sure. Right, right. What's average? What would you say premium is average right now? For, for new, new construction, construction, I'd say, uh, depending on the house, let's say five to $600 and then for the year. And then for resales, it's about, um, the, like I said, average home, nothing crazy. I'd say about 800 to $1,000 right. because homes, this is the other thing that a lot of people don't realize with, um, Home insurance is that, let's say you, um, you're you getting a home that's $100,000. Well, what people don't realize is if it's a brick home or if it's a resale, the insurance company's guaranteeing that we're going to rebuild the house the same way it is today. Well, in El Paso, they don't really do brick anymore. So, right, right. It's rare. Yeah. Because it's super expensive. Yeah, or 300000 So, like, when you run a quote, and like, let's say, like, Victoria, can you guys run a quote, and it comes out to $150,000 worth of coverage, that's why. Because we have to do it based on how much it's going to take to rebuild that house, not the loan or anything like that. We we don't care about the loan. We want to make sure the house is going to be the same way. If it goes up in flames, you're covered there. That's awesome. I know as an insurance agent, I feel like you've just heard some of the craziest stories ever, yes. right? <laughs> what, like, yes. what is one of the most craziest story that stands out in your, oh in your career? Oh my gosh, we've had, uh, I'm trying to, I mean, crazy, like, like Your bad. definition of crazy, whatever, bad, good, insane. Oh my gosh, I mean, we've had, I mean, we've had really bad ones too that, um, to think about specific ones that are coming up to my mind. But, you know, a lot of it, ha teenage drivers, that's a big one that a lot right. of them get in accidents and they do the three There's car palace. every freaking yeah. day in every street in El Paso. It's yeah. crazy. They um, And that's what people don't realize too because they're like, well, why does auto insurance keep on going up? And with, if you notice today, there's so many accidents out there because people are distracted, they're texting and driving, they're not paying attention to the road and um, we all pay for the same we're all in the same pot right. so even though you might get you might not have any accidents you're still paying for someone like me that gets into some accidents here and there right <laughs> so my my premium was to go up even though yeah. it's your fault mm -hmm. right that's horrible I know <laughs> I'm like I'm just being honest because a lot of people are, are always like well why does it go up my my driving record's good I don't have any issues or anything like that unfortunately everyone says it's like taxes now, would you say that texting and driving is probably one of the biggest issues here in El Paso? Or oh, is for it sure. drinking? Hands down. Drinking and driving. You know, I wouldn't even say it's drinking and driving no. too much. Not anymore, because everything's so... Um, Cops are everywhere. They're, yeah. Right? Um, they're, yeah. They crack down. I think Texas, like, obviously I lived in Florida. You lived out, outside of El Paso as well. And I think Texas just really doesn't mess around when it comes to... <laughs> Any of that stuff, like Texas is hard. Well, the only hard. place I have seen that's been worse is Phoenix because they have Tent City. True. So that's the only one I that I've everyone seen. Everyone driving to Phoenix gets tickets on. Yeah, so I'm like, <laughs> uh, I mean, DMX even got one out. Mm -hmm. We did job, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, staying away from Arizona. <laughs> yeah. He made it public. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's funny. Um, so, talk to me about you know the experience. Obviously, you guys have been around for 34 years. Um, and your parents started it, right? Yeah. And so coming into the business, what were some things that you know maybe were challenging for you to kind of understand and grasp as far as what they've already, you know, built? Well, 
I think a lot of it, when, when I first started to come in, um, that's when like Facebook and Instagram really hadn't been, and I'm not aging myself, but Instagram really wasn't like a big deal right. or anything like that. Um, but I think my biggest challenge was explaining to, especially my dad, the need to go out there because he just sees it like, oh, you just are throwing parties. Oh, this is like going right. to cost this much. This is going to cost that yeah. much. And I told him, I said, you have to put stuff out there in order for people to understand how great we are, you know, because I think that they were just in like a bubble and they knew that they were good, but I don't think they realized how good they were compared to the competitors because honestly, they're a rock and there was a farmer's agent and there was a reason why they grew it so much. It was because right. they, like I said, they're awesome with the relationship. So I was like, you need to tell people how long you've been here. We need to show them the office. We need to, you know, have different events to where we're broadcasting it. And I think that was my biggest struggle was with um, my dad going over return on investment and how much everything was going to cost. Figuring out everything. Yeah. Like, I think it's like... Because it was a completely new thing. Right, right. This is like yeah. opening up a brand new business. Because yeah. I think marketing then shifts, right? Mm -hmm. The marketing budget and attention has to shift. Especially nowadays, it's, it's just crazy how much relevance you have to pay attention to when it comes down to being on all of these platforms and there's a million of them yeah it's like there's some coming up all the time the newest one that i'm trying to get into right now is tiktok i don't oh, know if we were talking about that yeah we were <laughs> i actually i went on it and i'm like so confused by it because i'm like i don't think anyone wants to see me like dance or do anything like that yeah like, it's honestly like it's taking me a kind of a creative curve right now also because yeah. I feel like for Instagram and Facebook and even Snap, I can Yeah, do you're that. solid. But with like TikTok, for example, it's more of a, a uh, vine, mm -hmm. you know, and I think with those, you have to be very it's cinematically super creative, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, but I think it's, it's, it's still important to get into those, so I force myself to get into that. Clocking out? Yeah. <laughs> Finally, they get to go home. <laughs> We're like, all right, you gotta stay. All right. No, that's uh, but yeah. So being on all these platforms, I I can see how that was definitely a challenge, and yeah, you know, it's always a learning curve. The biggest, I guess, kind of scare that I have, I literally think about this every single day, is what if Instagram doesn't yeah. work today? Like, what if Instagram doesn't work today? I would die. Really? Yes. I'm like, I would, because talking to you, you're the one that like got me into like saying, hey, you need to look at all the stuff. Right. So yeah, actually you have really helped me in that. So that way I'm not just focused just on Instagram or Facebook. Right, it's, right. you know, it's a whole general thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we all, I mean, we all fall into. And luckily like the podcast can, can go to so many, it's like 13 different platforms right now yeah. just with a podcast. But some of these platforms I've never even heard of. But there's people listening, you know, and yeah. that's where it's at. It's where the attention's at. So I can see how your dad definitely may have struggled too in the re reevaluating the entire. Yeah, part I mean, it. you know, and I'm not trying to throw him under the bus, but I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> um, so when we were doing a lot of the rebranding and marketing and everything like that, because my mom has a really good eye with a lot of the way things look. Um, she does, by the way, like her mom. Decorated this entire place really, yeah, really nice. Yeah, she's crazy. She did a great job. She's got the eye for it. Yeah. So with my dad, um, the marketing side, he thought, you know what's a good idea for marketing? Bench ads. And I think I almost died when he told me that. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I'm like, no. <laughs> dad, <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> no. So that was one example where we're going back and forth about wow. that because I'm like, I'd rather spend that thing on my realtors, on my lenders, on going out there, on our customers, um, and doing different things like that. So that's what, um, that's what I specifically try to do is bring something different. Mom, can you take Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so dark I'm all done. Oh my god. Sorry, it went, it went dark. Sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, I, I hear you. I think, you know, even I experienced it too coming into real estate two and a half years ago, Definitely. going on three now. I I was talking to some, some of the biggest agents here in El Paso. Yeah. And asking them, what are you doing right now? And how are you doing? How are you getting your leads right now? And Probably 98% of the biggest realtors in El Paso that have been doing it for more than five, 10 years, all said referrals. Yeah. They're just chilling on referrals. And obviously, they built a foundation for themselves in yeah. their business, which I think you definitely need to do as strong as what they did. 
But if you're missing out on all those other platforms, those referrals are eventually yeah. going to ask nowadays, let me see if I follow them or let me follow them on Instagram. Yeah. Let me follow them on Facebook. And when they can't find you, I think it devalues the business too, right? Yeah, for sure. So it's just crazy how social media has really changed the game right now. It really has. It's crazy. But as, a, as in your position, you know, focusing on the marketing part, I think it's, it's cool to see how you're understanding it as well too because it changes every single day like it you does. have to really be on top of this game yeah and honestly and like i tell everyone um because my background is not marketing you know but um mm -hmm. i i thought of like if i was buying an, an insurance policy what would i want because no i mean let's be honest insurance is boring so right. i have to bring something fun to make people interested in it because honestly right. after five minutes you lose them so it's like okay what different ways can we make it fun where hey if we give them a glass of wine maybe they'll listen a little bit more or <laughs> you know tends to go yeah <laughs> exactly or you know just different things to where it's not so like uptight you know we yeah. want to make it to where people feel comfortable they feel like they're part of the family when they're dealing their business with us definitely definitely so Talk to me a little bit about the industry, you know, the insurance industry here in El Paso. What is the industry like here? Is there a lot of competition? Um, you know, things like that. Well, you know, the like I said, you throw a rock and there's an insurance company. Yeah. There is um, just because there's so much business out here and everything. Yeah. What I noticed with a lot of the insurance companies out there is that, well, one, there's a lot, but the problem is... Um, if you're dealing with one person, like we said, all these different entities as far as business, if it was just my dad or just my mom or just me, I couldn't handle everything that was right. coming at once. So that's one thing. So even though we do have a lot of competition, we really don't because my dad handles the admin, my mom deals with a lot of the employees and all that stuff. Ready for more yeah, and, and I deal with all the marketing so that way we don't intertwine, but also we're not bombarded with a bunch of um, all of us aren't doing the exact same thing. So that's what I think it's hard for somebody that's just starting an insurance company that, I mean, they have to do it all and do with the clients. And, right. you know, so it's not really uh, the same situation. So that's one thing. And then two, what I noticed with a lot of these um, agents is that they don't read their policies. So they don't know what they're selling. Our, guy, our sales sure. guys actually know more than <laughs> what a lot of these guys that open up because again, they're throwing so much information and they're running, you Especially know, if you're buying a house. Yeah. And, and so, and these agents are, are buying, um, an insurance company and then they're thrown into all the taxes and like all the admin stuff. And so right. they don't really know the coverages that very well. I mean, we have tons of people when, um, we hire people, none of the people we have, they, none of them have insurance experience. And the reason why was that I wanted people without, um, any bad habits and right. and like and for me I can you can teach insurance all day it's it's like another education honestly but you can teach the hustle and so that's what I tell them it's like I'd rather I'm like we don't look at resumes really it's like um, how usually when I'm out in the street and I see somebody that's really good at sales or something like, yeah. yeah I'm like you're great you'll be good <laughs> out there I'm like yeah. if you can deal with this you can deal with insurance yeah yeah and I think building the right team especially yeah. is, is the most important part of that's what it is. Of being in business, right? So how how important do you feel is culture, building a culture in business and, you know, building that right team, keeping everyone and putting everyone in the right place? Yeah, you know, that's a huge, huge, huge thing um, when we are looking for people because, um, you know, we all gel well together. We're not, none of us are like, well, this guy gets this many leads, this guy gets that many leads. Um, and we all work really well together and we also have a lot of fun too. So it's not like an uptight office to where right. it's being micromanaged or anything like that. Um, this is a fun office. Yeah. So <laughs> I, it's like, I want a job here. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we do require a lot of work. They do yeah. have to work a lot, but yeah. it's not like they can't have a little fun with it too. Sure. And, you know, and my thing is that I'm trying to bring in new blood, new people that would want to come and, as insurance as a career because a lot of people don't think of it as a career they're like especially i feel like the younger uh generations they want to be like influencers or it's not something that's going to make mm -hmm. them happy YouTubers. yeah and so um i have to bring like hey you know it can be fun it's a great um 
it's a great living because you're building that residual income. Right, right. So it's just kind of explaining it and kind of changing people's mindset on that. True. Yeah, definitely. Um, what are some situations where, you know, you've been super grateful to be in this position and be offering insurance to people? Have, has there been a situation where you were able to help a client out in a tremendous way that they were just so grateful that you were there helping them? You know what? I do have a funny story for yeah. that. And um, he's going to kill me, but whatever. He'll be fine. Hopefully he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're listening. Um, so, well, one of the things that I love the most is when, you know, I get to talk about what we do for insurance because, like, sometimes people are like, well, I don't need an insurance agent. I don't, I'm like, just like you need a good attorney and a good accountant, you do need a good insurance agent because I don't care what you said. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't care what you think you know, you don't, unless right. you're doing it. Uh, I mean, trust me, we've seen it all in 34 years. Yeah. I'm not that old, but they Life happens. Like, yeah. you can't control what happens when you're driving and that guy is not paying attention or your house, you know, is chilling and a storm comes by and yeah. Drum, dumps hell on you, right? Yeah. So you can't control those things. You need insurance. Well, in fact, so on, so that being said, I had one of one of them was actually my husband's cousin was um, moving here from California. And so he bought this beautiful house on the west side. And he was wanting to save money on the premium. So he had said, well, Victoria, um, let's just go with the highest, the high deductible and... Um, We'll just leave it at that. So that way the premium's less with the monthly mortgage. Because nothing's going to happen to my house. <laughs> well, and so it was just funny because I was like, no, I'm like, that's a really high deductible. And so I kept on telling everyone, it's like, no, it's okay. Well, then they got their auto insurance. And so with the multi-policy discount that they had, um, I was able, I switched the deductible to a lower one, to a $500 deductible. Um and he didn't even notice because there was no cost difference once he did the multi-policy discount. But I was like, I'm doing it for his benefit. So fast forward, I would say three to four months later, they go out of town, their house floods. No. Yes. Oh so um, they also had That's a limitless, yeah, yeah. And so that would have cost them thousands of dollars had I not changed that one little thing. And, sure. and then, um, it's a limitless water coverage. So they didn't, they had, they had all wood floors. They do have all wood floors. So it was crazy how much it cost. And then the insurance woods, company, real wood's expensive. Yeah. That's, that's why they make really good laminate and ceramic. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. And then they did, they had to live with their two kids and two sons they had to live in a hotel for a little while while the home was being redone for the flooring. So that was a good one where I was like, this is why you have me that can explain. So he only paid $500 and got everything taken care of? Yes. Hotel too? Yes. Wow. Yes. <laughs> and, so, and people don't And he didn't that. know. He thought he was going to pay the high deductible. Yeah. Well, at first, and then when it happened, he was like, well, Victoria, and I was like, I got you. So to this day, I don't let him live it down. <laughs> keeping that. I'm like, uh, remember who got you? Me. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you got a nice steak or something. Yeah, I was like, come on now. So uh, that's what I tell a lot of people. You don't think about that stuff because, I mean, I bet you did wouldn't think that that, like, you'd have to live somewhere else or anything like that. Right, you don't think, especially if you just moved in three or four months. Yeah, ago, you know? yeah. Like, that doesn't even cross your mind buying a house. Exactly. And I think a lot of people... In the, in the very beginning of moving into a new house or a used house, they just feel like the house is invisible yeah, and it's, it's be been here for 30 years, nothing's going to happen in the next 30 years. Yeah. Right? But, I mean, every everything that you don't think could happen... It happens. ...ends up happening when you don't have insurance. Yeah. Right? Has there been any situations where, unfortunately, somebody declined insurance and ended up needing it and, you know, try to... Well, um, well, you know, a lot of the only thing that, cause we have packages. And so a lot of times, like if a client doesn't understand the value in having us, sometimes we might not be a good fit because if they're really, really price driven, um, to me, it's not worth my time because you're never going to make that client happy if they're like shopping right. you every $10 or every $5 yeah, yeah. that goes up. So luckily we didn't have any of that stuff. The biggest problem prop is that when a lot of people buy homes, they don't think of life insurance. So, um, you know. So why life insurance? Why why would somebody consider life insurance? Because, and this is another one, when if you have the husband working and the wife staying at home, they don't even think like, hey, you want to make sure you have a life insurance to cover your wife and kids if something were to happen. And um, vice versa. Yeah, right? and vice versa. Cause You're kids, staying at home. Yeah, with the kids, that's childcare. Yeah. 
So um, a lot of people either think that life insurance is included in the home, and it's not, or we offer it and they decline the coverage on that because they're like, well, we can't afford it, like we're moving into a new house because, again, they're bombarded with everything. And that's probably the biggest thing that, uh, which is the most heartbreaking thing too, is when I have, you know, when you have the client come in and their their spouse has passed away and there's nothing you can do. Because they were so concerned with the initial monthly payment. Right? Exactly. And, yeah. you know, term life and you, there's a bunch of different policies, but I, I say at least just get a term policy that covers the mortgage or do or do something. But, you know, it's, it, it, it is a sad thing that a lot of people don't think yeah. about because they don't want to think about that. No one does. It's like wills. And that's another thing that we do um, with our clients is that we work with an attorney that he gives our clients wills and um, trusts awesome. as well. Um, and he gives it to them at a very discounted rate. He only charges them whatever the amount is to file the actual document. So, uh, we go out of our way to be an added value for that client as well. That's awesome. Yeah. And you're right. A lot of people don't even think about no. life insurance. No one thinks they're going to die. We're no. all going to die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty insane. What other services or, you know, like as an insurance agent, what services or what what types of coverage do you feel like the average person should have? Uh, that doesn't. You know, that has a job, that has a house, yeah. that drives a car. Oh, well, for auto insurance, hands down, Obviously, is like yeah, the right? worst. I mean, Especially here. Uh, if it sprinkles, there's 30 accidents. Well, and then it's just the coverages. Most people are like, if you say, hey, Victoria, can you write my car, um, whatever the car is, can you get uh, full coverage? Well, if I am the guy down the street that doesn't know exactly what that, what, you know, you're talking about, and I'm not educating you as a client what full coverage is, but a lot of people don't realize they think full coverage is everything. You get in an accident, and if someone hits you without insurance, you're covered. If your car's totaled, you get uh, rental, and you get roadside assistance and all that, yeah. and you get medical coverage. Somebody else is driving your car. Yeah, and, and you get medical there. coverage. Well, uh, it's not. And so when we have a lot of clients that come in for their full coverage, they only have liability comp and collision. So it only covers you if you get in an accident or if your car's totaled. But it doesn't cover you if you get a hit and run or an um, uninsured motorist. It doesn't cover your medical expenses. It doesn't cover rental and towing. I actually experienced that. Yeah. Florida. It was horrible. I thought I was covered in my BMW and it ended up being the first of all, the body shop hustled me. Yeah. It was totaled and they said it wasn't totaled. Oh, um, So I paid 13K out of pocket to fix my BMW because I didn't want to let it go, right? Yeah. And the insurance just. Right off the bat, just told me no. Like they're not going to cover me, and I thought I was covered. Yeah, because you're <laughs> like I, I had full, full coverage. coverage. Full I, coverage. I had full coverage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can I name them? <laughs> yeah, I mean you can't. I don't care. Well, that's I, it. I, honestly, I, I, and it's. I guess it's really not the insurance company, right? It's who helped you and picking the right policy. Exactly. The issue with me was that I had the coverage in Texas, then I moved to Florida, and they were told that I was in Florida. And so they were like, yeah. that was the issue. And, and each company's different. Right, right. So it is what it is that happened. But I learned too, right off, right off yeah. the bat, like, I need to know what I'm covered for yeah. so I can understand fully, like, what I'm getting myself into. Yeah, and I tell, right. you know, 90% of the people that we do the auto insurance through with full, full coverage, um, they're, written, they're not written correctly or they think that they are. And then when we come in and explain the coverages, they're like, what? What do you mean this isn't covered? What do you mean we don't have rental? What do you mean it's not covered if we go across the border? Um, that's another one. What do you mean if my... So border, border that's a big... Yeah, some companies policy. don't cover if you go you across do? the border. Yeah, we do have uh, companies that do that. You have to let us know. And that's another reason why we talk more like, do you go across the border? <laughs> um, or like, let's say if I were to drive your car, um, some companies don't cover that if I get in an accident with your car because it's a name insured policy. So these are all things... Uh, that people don't realize when you're buying an insurance policy, it's a contract. You're signing, you're signing it, and they're it's kind of like a little personal, yes, like game plan, right? Yeah. Like, what is your life like? Exactly. Exactly. And so we, and that's a great part about us. We pretty much shut up, put it together. We're like, okay, this is what your life is like. If you have um, whatever you have going on, and then we structure it around that. Um, whereas one company, it's too hard to do that with one company. You talked, you talked right now about, you know, maybe we're not the right company for somebody that's looking for, you know. Price, price, price. Price, 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 price. 
But has there has there ever been any situations where you have to deny coverage for some sort of? No, because no? we don't do that. Because we don't. We're not about the price driven stuff. No, but as far as like you know, I want to ensure my dog. <laughs> we can <laughs> we can do penetrants too. What? Yeah, I'm like, okay. we so then too. there's nothing. Yeah, we. I mean, we. I just everything. thought about the most ridiculous thing, and you cover that. Yeah, also. we do the dogs <laughs> too. Cool. Ubers, like you name it, we we think of it all. That's another thing that people don't realize too. On some of the insurance contracts that they have, with if they're Uber drivers, they might not be covered. Isn't that scary? That's crazy. You're Nowadays you're in an Uber at least once a month. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. That's insane. So everyone needs insurance, right? Everyone does. And and I and that's what my job is to explain to people why they need certain coverages. And so I feel like if most of the time, especially with this model, we have been really price effective and I mean we've saved this one gentleman a thousand dollars on his home the other day. Which is great, but I don't want to constantly say, hey, we're going to save you $1,000. I feel like I'm worth the extra, you know, money that you're paying, but most, and most of the time, it's not anything crazy. You're looking at $5 for the year or $10 for the year. Right. Uh, but, but with that, you're getting local me, support, yeah. you know, you're getting your cell phone number. Yeah, you're getting your cell phone. If you have a problem, you can almost call How me. accessible are you? Because we talked about this at Starbucks. And like, so accessible. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. People can call me. I mean, you might hear my kids in the background, but I'm always around. Yeah. So I think that's, that's really interesting, especially when I, you know, in all these interviews that I've sat down with, you know, entrepreneurs and business owners, I feel like there's a, definitely a, a, um, a pattern with a lot of people like that. And we're all very work, you know, yeah. work understanding as far as, you know, you're married, you yeah. have a husband, you have a baby now. And how important, you know, is that work-life balance? Because obviously the hustle has to be there, yeah, especially for, sure. for you and your husband, right? Because yeah. your husband's also in the industry. For sure. Um, and, you know, phones are going off at 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock sometimes, you yeah. know? So how important, one, is it to find somebody that's, one, understanding? Yeah. Right? And is able to work with you on that. And then two, how important is that work-life balance when it comes down to, you know, under your roof? Well, it's one, it's, a, it's extremely important because like right now, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm with Manny, I'm going to do a podcast. He's like, you know, if he wasn't in industry he didn't understand, he'd be like, well, who's Manny? Why are you going to yeah. go with him? You know? He's sitting right yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so it makes it easier that we're both in it, we both know everyone, and it just, it makes our life easier because if his phone rings or my phone rings, we understand what's going on and we're dealing with, um, we're dealing with, in our industry, things that like, you're dealing with a lot of clients and there's a lot of moving parts that go with it. For sure. So it's extremely important to have somebody that understands and is, you know, okay with you saying like, hey, you know, I have a podcast I have to go to. This is the way it's going to, we have to do it. And right. so we, you have to find someone that supports you. And I think that's a huge uh, thing that we both try to do, support each other. And then, you know, for me, uh, once I had my kids, like I had my son, um, he's actually going to be three in November. And then I had my daughter three months ago. Um, three months ago. Yeah, it's crazy. My, <laughs> life, is, my life is chaotic. Yeah. Um, but what I, for me, myself, obviously, when you have kids, your life completely changes and the just your whole structure completely changed. Um, and so for me, no matter what, I think what I do is no, with work and everything like that, what comes first is, you know, my religion, um, my husband, and then my kids and my family life is first. And then, um, you know, I'm mom first before um, Victoria Dominguez Han with Bundle Insurance. And yeah. I think it's always making sure that they know that, that, and then I'm always uh, present in all the school stuff. Like I'm a room mom for my son's class and you know, I'm still present in everything that I need to do. Obviously it's hard to juggle everything, right. but, um, and honestly, I feel like a duck that it's like, it looks like I have it together, but I'm underneath the water, right. I'm like, I'm just going like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I just think that that's extremely important, and it, and it's extremely important to me too because I have a daughter to show her that you know you can be a good wife, you can be um, a good mom, and you can also work too. And 
have that great work balance as well. Yeah. And so, and I think too, that's what I'm grateful for the most. Because um, when I said, you know, I took advantage of El Paso and the insurance stuff when I came back, once I had kids, um, my parents are super understanding of, hey, you know, like Monday, Lucas was off because of Columbus Day. I'm, you know, me and his little friend, we went to the zoo. And that's a huge, um, as dumb as it sounds, that's like a huge deal for me to just to go and spend some time with my son. Yeah, yeah, and spend some time with my son and still be accessible. I still have people calling and leads calling, but I'm still present for all, like, the little things that go on. Yeah. I think it takes a lot of, uh, you know, kind of being, like you said, being present for those moments. Yeah. A lot of times you get so busy and those moments just pass by and mm-hmm. you don't even remember them, you know, but if you're able to juggle all that's all going on with the business and then still separate yeah. and have that line where the priorities are set and your family is set, you know, yeah. that that's, I think, super important. And we were talking about that at Starbucks. Yeah. Uh, just how that, that interaction was with you and your husband when you guys first met and yeah. how everything kind of just fell into place for you. And I think... If you're going to be successful or, or, you know, be in a position to be successful, it doesn't just come with the business part and the money part. It comes with the foundation part, mm-hmm. too. You know, the family and who you're coming home to. Yeah. What is that environment like? Because that's really what I think it takes to get to that next level is that support. And obviously, you can do all these things, too, because you have the confidence in your team. Exactly. You know, and it, and we have an awesome team. Yeah. And that's and that's what I stress to everyone. It's not just me. It's not just my mom. It's not just my dad. It's not just the cell stuff. All of us together do a really great team, and, and I'm very blessed to have that and to be able to do that. So, but what I like I said, what I tell a lot of people is, you know, no matter what, life's a balance. So even though I might not be as successful at certain things that I am, I'm always trying to yeah. to keep up with everything. Because it's it's a nonstop game. Yeah, right? you're always trying to improve. Um, one of my favorite quotes is, "If you improve yourself by one percent every day, that's three hundred seventy-five percent." That's true. Improve, you know, one percent, just one percent, and it's taking the time to notice those things, work on those things, and everything like that too. So, that's super cool. Yeah. Um, But I'm really excited to see, you know, how far you guys have come, and how much more of a legacy year is going to be for your, for your son, for your daughter, and yeah, it's just super cool. Do you do you feel like this is something that, you know, you definitely want to pass on and keep passing down to? Well, I think you know what I you know going going away for college, doing different things. Um, I, I would always tell, like, my thing is I want my kids to go away. I want my kids to have that college experience, experience and, yeah. and do all that stuff. And if they want to come back, great. I, I don't want to force it on them, but yeah. you know, um, this is a good learning too, but if they have different passions and that's great, but I don't, I don't ever want to force it on them that they have to yeah. come back and do that. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, okay, um, because we, we are opening it opening uh, the insurance company throughout all of Texas and throughout all of New Mexico. So um, now with this company, now we're starting it in like Austin and Dallas and San Antonio. So That's we're awesome. going to start. Are you guys doors open already? Over yeah, we can write whatever. Um, awesome. We haven't, we haven't had offices per se, but this is going to be the hub. And then we're going to look at opening up different branches. And That's stuff. awesome. Yeah. So now we can still write obviously anything in Texas or New Mexico, but yeah. So that, that's what I tell a lot of people. We're, not just thinking locally, we're thinking all over the place. And so that's where I see like my kids too. Like they would, if they want to live somewhere else, they can. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like this is something that you guys would want to franchise at one point? We would love to. I'm like, hopefully eventually yeah. if it gets to that level, that'd be great. That's but awesome. you know how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> and business hard. changes all the time. And I think that's the other thing too, that with, um, in life now with everything going on, you have to always be open for change. Sure. So I, I know with my dad when he sold the farmers agency, you think thirty four years of doing the exact like dealing with the same franchise, dealing with the same company, um, you know, it was very difficult for him to to finally say, you know what, we're I I'm ready to to sell it and move on. Yeah. yeah. So but you have to go with the change because yeah. Honestly, one company, they're just dying out. Yeah, and change is exciting, right? It I is. Think, it's awesome. I think great things happen when, when change happens, yeah. for sure. And that's one thing that I've noticed also with every entrepreneur that sat you know, behind this mic is like everyone had to do something that was scary and new to mm-hmm. them in order to get to where they're at right now, too. So what what would you say, you know, for the people that are listening, um, was one of the biggest lessons for you getting into the industry, you being in this industry right now? 
Um, one of the biggest lessons probably was that I guess what I didn't realize was how um, there wasn't that much information. There is a lot of information, but there really isn't that much information out there for a lot of the clients. So even though, because that's why you get an insurance agent, um, and I think that was one of my biggest lessons is trying to get like little bits of information, not overwhelm people with it, but um, because a lot of people think, okay, every coverage, every company, uh, I mean, I had somebody that the other day, they were like, well, I don't want Travelers, Travelers sucks. And, I, and I'm like, no, the company doesn't suck. It's the one who wrote that. They <laughs> yeah. suck. And so um, I just think it's just getting the education out there, but right. not overwhelming people. And that's what my, my, my goal is. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's the same with real estate, too. It, my, my, um, you know, my brand name is Real Estate Resource. And I came up with that after my first year because I felt like the same thing. There was a lack of information a lack of resources yeah. for people that wanted to buy a house people had so many misconceptions about buying houses and for me i was like okay so i started i remember my first month going into this role of real estate resource yeah uh, i did a 30-day buyer tip like every day i just came on on video and i was just doing buyer tips and buyer yeah. tips and that grew so much in those 30 days so many people just looked at me as yeah. an expert you know because i was the only one providing that information and it's really not complicated I think for businesses to succeed yeah it's very simple and people try and complicate it when oh, the, yeah. the simplicity of it is really making it very understandable for people to exactly. know what you're getting why you need to get it and that's it you know like that's so that's so it's so simple and for me like one of the, one thing that I tell all my clients is at the end of this transaction, you're going to feel like a realtor because yeah. you're going to know everything that you just did. You're going to know what you just got yourself into and you're going to understand everything to a, a, like a full extent and you're going to feel like you can do my job. Yeah. Like that's my goal at the end of it, you know? For sure. So information is super key. Information is valuable and I think it's also undervalued right now in a lot of industries. Too. For sure. And, and I think... Um, like I said, going through auto, going through things that people think, oh, yeah, I know. I know all that stuff. They really don't, you know? And even the people that are selling it don't really read the contracts like we do. So that's what I tell everyone. I'm like, read the contract. It's a contract for a reason. There's yeah. certain reasons why um, each company has different rates or each company has um, different pricing and because obviously one contract might be better than the other and you have to know you have what to you're buying. Where, yeah. Where it's at. And we provide, I mean, we provide it all, um, and so we try to just let them know they can make their own decision after we go through all that stuff. But I feel comfortable once I, you know, explain everything, then they can make those decisions from there. And and that's what I, and like what you were saying, make it easier for a client to understand. Yeah. Um, it's know, really as simple as yeah. that, right? Just making them, under, helping them understand. Because yeah. insurance is complicated. Yeah. A lot of people don't know what they should get covered. They have dogs that they love, and. Yeah. You don't have insurance on your dog, you don't really love your dog, <laughs> right? Or they have pit bulls, and they don't realize that some of the insurance companies won't insure homes with pit bulls. Really? Yeah. What? Or um, they have, um, on your home insurance policy, what people don't realize is when they buy homes, or they might know, I don't know, you can tell me this, um, that they're personally liable for anything that happens on their property. So if you have a pool, and someone drowns in that pool, you're true. liable. Yeah. And so do you have the right coverage for that? People don't think, I had one where the client was, um, that's another one, vacant properties. They're super expensive. Oh yeah, and people don't realize, like why? Because you don't know who's coming in and out of your house. And I had yeah. one where the house was vacant and they were showing the house and someone had fallen in the garage and like an older lady had fallen. Um, yeah, that's your liability, even though you're not there. Your that house, happens. Yeah. One of my clients fell, too. Yeah, it happens a lot. Yeah. And so that's what I, I you know, I stress to people, you don't think it's going to happen. It does. Everything always happens. Yeah. It's better to be um, overly prepared than underprepared. Yeah, you'd rather be disappointed now than later, right? Yeah. If you have to pay more now, cool. Yeah. Don't, don't get sued and... and you know, lose sure. your house. Cause exactly. Because yeah. you're, and we had one where um, the guy had um, a bunch of rental properties. That's another one. 
if you don't have the right LLC on your rental properties, um, let's, he had rented out a house to a family, and he had a bunch of different uh, properties, but one of the kids had reached over and grabbed a hot pot and spilled it all over themselves. Well, that family sued the, the owner, and we had told them, hey, you needed to get, you know, these certain things taken care of so that way they can't go after your homes in your name. And so long story short, he pretty much had to give them that house. Um, after litigation, oh yeah. So, so that really that's happened. another thing. Yeah, <laughs> and and so and that's what I tell a lot of people too. And they're like, "Oh, well, you, you know, when I call in, sometimes they ask a lot of questions. We ask a lot of questions too because um, we want to make sure that your home doesn't get covered. We have one where, um, you know, if you have what people don't realize is when you get a quote. Let's say you call the guy down the street and you're like, "Hey, can you insure my house?" And I have a T-lock shingle roof, or I have, um, or the house is in bad condition, and you just write it. Well, 30 days later, I get a letter in the mail, and you know how some people don't even check their mail anymore. Um, I get a letter in the mail that say my policy canceled, so I'm going after you, Manny, because you told me to go to that insurance company, and they're canceling me, and I don't know why. And right. so, um, and then my mortgage went up because they forced place my mortgage insurance. So, um, so that's another thing that I tell a lot of people, we do the underwriting ahead of time. So it might seem like we're asking, you know, dumb questions, but we're doing it for a reason. So that way you never have to worry that we're not covering the house correctly or they'll get a letter that says their policies canceled. That's so true. Honestly, you're giving me a lot of value right now because I never even, I never even thought so much as to, you know, that logic as far as what you guys do is really yeah. personal. It's a yeah. personal plan for every single week person's lifestyle right yeah and that's why when they come in they feel so comfortable after because they're like god Victoria, like no one told us like all these different uh, all these different coverages and what they cover and what they do we had one where um the the house caught fire during christmas and they had a, their family coming in from mexico well their family had a bunch of passports so they oh luckily god. they had us that uh, covered the house correctly, but they, um, farmers at the time, they paid for the whole family to live out in a hotel for two weeks while they got their passports, while they got everything like that. And like I said, people just don't think about stuff like that. That happens. It it's does. Life, right? I hear so many stories too with my clients, but that's crazy. And I, I really see the value in insurance and hopefully everyone watching and hearing yes. does also, right? Yeah. Um, what, uh, what advice would you have, you know, as an entrepreneur, as you know, you you're, you and the family business have been growing like crazy. Um, what advice would you have for you know somebody that's wanting to start their own business, whether it's insurance, yeah. whether it's anything else? Um, what advice would you have for that that person listening? What um, like what you were saying? Don't overthink it because I think a lot of times people want to put all these game plans together and everything like that. Um, just do it. Just yeah. do it. Like because you're gonna have all these reasons why not to do it. Oh, I'm going to wait till I have this or wait till I have that. Just do it and, you know, and reach out. And my biggest thing is I surround myself with people that are smarter than myself in certain aspects. Right. Um, and so if I'm not that smart at something, then surround yourself with someone who is and, and they can help you out with that, you yeah. know, and they can tell you, Hey, like this doesn't work for me because of this and it makes it easier for you too. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people try and be the master at everything, right? Yeah. And that's where you, you really have to realize that you cannot. Like, mm -mm. it's better to be the master at one thing or a few things than everything because just, I, I don't know if you've heard it, but it takes like 17,000 hours or something like that. Oh my, no, I haven't. To, to be a professional at something. You know, like, it takes a lot of work yeah. to know exactly what you're doing and a lot of people try and start that business and take on every it, role yeah. and that's where they felt because one they realize how hard it is and two they realize that you know this didn't work because of this side mm -hmm. this wasn't strong this wasn't strong so for sure i, I see where your your advice comes into play and, and finding out you know what you're strong at mm -hmm. and then doing that and getting some help on the other things yeah and it's just sticking to that one thing um don't overwhelm yourself with all these things. I call it a jack of all trades and a trade of none. Just right. if you want to stick to this, just stick to that. And then once you grow to a certain point, then go for it. But I think a lot of people get down on themselves if something's not going well and then they move to the next thing. Right. And um, 
they don't put as much work as they need to. Yeah, it takes patience. Yeah, to, it to, takes a long time. To build this. I'm sure, you know, 34 years, you know, it's, it's been a rough ride, but I'm sure it took even more time to get to that first year. Well, for my parents, when they first started, right. it took them 11 years before they got a profit. Yeah, so a lot of people don't Yeah, and they don't have the patience that, yeah. for that. And they just see now, like, oh. How many people do you think would have quit after the first year of not seeing profit? Tons. Tons. I mean, right now, I, I believe, and, and like I said, don't quote me on that, but right now for agents that start up, um, the ratio of them not making it is about 80% within for sure. the first five years. For sure. Because they're like, you know, Expectations not are wrong. Yeah. Like, right off the bat, I think everyone's expectations are wrong and don't really match their expectations with the amount of work that it's going to take. Yeah. To well, there. and then like, honestly, if you have like a farmer's estate farm or any of those, they're going to sell you on why their franchise is great. But you don't realize on that side, too, that they've got rules and regulations that you have to abide by. Um, you can't sell anything but those things. Mm -hmm. So you have to live and breathe and die from that one thing. And it worked in my parents' day and age, but now it's too hard. Because yeah. then you have people like me that's like, well, come over what, here. What else? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we can't offer every option, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. let's see what we can do. Yeah, definitely. That's cool. Well, you know, I think that's, that's super important in building a team. You're always... You always have to look for that star, right? You always yeah. Have to look for that. Keep keep an eye out for that star. I think a good business is always hiring too. Yeah, we right? always are. We yeah. always. Um, in fact, I was at Los Palmas and I saw the one of the managers how she was hustling to it, and I was like, I'm I'm gonna go back over there and, <laughs> and see if she wants a job. <laughs> That's cool. That's awesome. How many? How big is the the team right now? Right now we have one, two, three. Seven, seven? Seven? Yeah. Seven agents. And we don't need, well, we have four salespeople and okay. then um, four sales associates. And then we have like my mom, my dad, and myself. And then we have our accountant that she does a lot of the bookkeeping stuff. Because we also have Mosquito Authority too. So Nice. Um, yeah, true. Uh, so that's another part of the, yeah, that's another that's another thing. It's um, another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so it's just like it's surrounding yourself with a bunch of great people that like I said, I wouldn't be able to do what I do if I didn't have the great sales team, the great, um, you know, backing from my parents, too. Because yeah. um, me doing administrative work, is that wouldn't work out. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> do, do your parents have any entrepreneurial background as far as their parents? or No. Well, my, my, yeah, the first generation. Um, my mom's dad owned a grocery store. My dad, no. Actually, the reason why he got in the, far he got in the farmers was that he was, uh, my mom was pregnant, and he had gotten the, the job at UPS, and he thought, okay, I've made it. Like, it's yeah. from the barrio, I've made it. I got the job at UPS. He crashed it the first day, and they fired him. Oh, my God. And so, um, and so then, uh, from what I remember my mom saying is that she had gotten in an accident, and my dad had went to go talk to the farmer's agent, and they were like, well, you should look at opening up a farmer's agency, and that's kind of how it went from there. Really? But they didn't have... Any type, and they've From done. an accident, he said. Yeah, <laughs> and they've done so many different businesses. They had a shipping company, but at a liquor store too. Um, so it's they're always changing uh, financial companies. So they're always changing, and I think that's my biggest thing that I've learned from them is that uh, don't be afraid to to change and to not just be stuck in this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Right, you know, because right. with the market, with the internet, you know, things are just changing constantly, and you have to be open to it. For sure, I think. If you're not open-minded nowadays, like you're, you're really yeah. signing up for failure for sure. Um, and I see that too in real estate too. I see a lot of agents don't want to start their IG or Facebook page. I'm just like, yeah, you're like, <laughs> like my grandma's on Facebook. Really? Like, like yeah, Facebook. like come on. I, literally, my grandma and both of my <laughs> on Facebook and Instagram too. So. You're like, if they can do it, you can do it. Yeah, for sure, right? Um, but. Thank you so much for being on the show. I, I kind of like to wrap up, you know, the podcast with one, letting everyone know where they can find you first and foremost. Um, where can they find you on Facebook, Instagram? Um, you can find me on my, my Instagram name is Queen B, uh, Queen underscore BTX. Uh, my, the office is actually located at 11125 La Quinta Place, Suite A. Our number is 915-591-0075. Um, the other way um, that you can reach us as well is through my Instagram, through my Facebook. My Facebook is Victoria Hahn. Um, but any way, 
any way you want to, I'm accessible. So yeah. it's not that difficult. And then, They're here late. Yeah, we are. <laughs> um, and the other thing, too, that we are doing now is um, if anyone is that wants to put on home and we cross-sell their auto, we are throwing in those Alexas. Oh, nice. Yeah. Alexa's so, um, yeah. We're that way you can uh, listen to Whiskey Wednesday. Podcast. That's true. That's very true. I'll, I'll uh, put that in there, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Check out episode number 42. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So, um, yeah, and like I said, if you have questions regarding even any, I deal with different situations with different realtors, too, you're more than welcome to give us a call. Awesome. I know a lot of my realtor buddies would definitely find value in what you're, what you're offering, for sure, because we all experience very confused clients yeah you know two weeks before closing too so i know you'll help them definitely get a lot off their mind mm -hmm. when it comes down to coverage uh which is very important to them so um what i my last question to you is obviously you know i love el paso you you're born and raised here right yeah um so being from el paso we have a lot of great things i think to offer in the city yeah especially food <laughs> you know? there's tons <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's my problem <laughs> yeah mine too um so what would you say are three of your favorite places here in el paso one to eat one to hang out and another to celebrate a great month or a birthday oh my gosh to eat that's that's hard that's like, always the hardest one yeah it's the hardest question in this whole podcast i mean if we're if we're going you know bougie i'm saying Cafe Central. I love like that cafe. place. I love that place. Um, if we're going like general, you know, with the family and stuff, I love Julio's Mexico food. It's awesome. Julio's? Yeah. What's your favorite dish? Uh, their flautas huaqueñas with the guacamole on it. Oh, it's so good. Those are so bomb. They are. El Paso. They right? are. I'm like, that's my problem. Flautas, <laughs> <laughs> get away. And then um, what was the other one? The, so, what's your favorite place to hang out? Hang out. Uh, you know... Like I do a lot of boring stuff with the kids, that's, but um, <laughs> that's your favorite place. Um, you know the fountains is great. I love how they did right. the fountains for the family. Um, right now the middle, the middle area. Yeah, and right now the one that's really stick, sticking out to me right at as at this point with the kids and stuff is the new like Cimarron area where they've got like where they put a balloons that, out yeah. there. And um, we I recently had brunch at the Grove with one of my girlfriends. Nice. And it's... What'd you think? Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. And it's so cool, and they have it so open, and you can take kids, and they have, like, kids' restaurants. That, right, right. So they make it more family-friendly. El Paso's growing in every direction right now. It's, it is. It's, it's exciting to see, for sure. It is. What is... Uh, what's one of your favorite places to uh, celebrate? Maybe a birthday or uh, go out? Where are we going down at? Um, I'm trying <laughs> The last one I did was probably Malo Lam. That's a lot Malo. of fun. I love Malo. Because I don't feel like I'm too old for that age range, I guess. <laughs> you No, but thing. like, you know, I'm not <laughs> yeah, like, I get you, you know what I mean? I, I love Malo. I, I think Malo is vibes. And yeah. they have great food, too. If you go early enough, you can catch the kitchen. Oh, yeah. They have really, really good food. Um, But I love Malo, too. We were actually, last episode, we were at Chuco Cigars, and it's right in front of Malo. So you should check that place out too. Oh yeah, I'll check oh, it out. Oh, I'm down. It's really cool. I'm like, I'm You're down. already a connoisseur. Right? <laughs> That's take, true. Take your, your dad too. <laughs> He'll like it. He's crazy. <laughs> but uh, Victoria, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And, and you know, I know everyone listening, if you made it this far, you definitely got some value for sure. Yeah. I know a lot of realtors in the industry are going to see that value too. Um, but thank you so much. And, you know, Really excited for this episode to pop out next Wednesday. Me too. Uh, so make sure you tell all your friends, your family. I will. Everyone. I'll tell them to tune in. And I'll tell mine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you guys, everyone, for tuning in. Make sure you guys tune in every single Wednesday. where We have entrepreneurs, influencers, movers, and shakers, just like Victoria here. See you guys next week. Bye. Take care. Thank you for listening to Whiskey Wednesdays. Hope you enjoy this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and comment. And you can see more on YouTube, Instagram, and Apple Podcasts.